Welcome to the Different Skill Notebook. My name is Anna Anselma and I am your host. And today I wanted to pick up on our last episode, which was talking about cognitive flexibility. But I also don't want to dismiss that we're in the back to school season. And I think this whole next month, if not the next two months, we'll all be in a back to school mindset. And there's so much going on now with this season of COVID and back to school. I know so many parents are struggling with all the changes that have been occurring. We're definitely in a climate of continual change, absolutely requiring more flexibility from all of us, the parents and the children. And it is definitely a more, even more critical skill because it seems like we've just been one day into back to school and so many of the parents have said to me that there's been so many changes already with the schedule and the home learning environment. So today I want to address flexibility, the home learning environment, the back to school situation, and all that comes with that. And and I'd like to say these are definitely difficult times, but what I always try to do in my home is I always try to focus on the things that I can control. I cannot control the school system. I cannot control governmental decisions, but I can control my home space. So I try to focus on that. And with that, I want to start with a learning space uh, and how important a learning space is to promote flexibility. In our last episode, we talked about what is cognitive flexibility and cognitive flexibility is the ability to transition, to change mindsets, to change your agenda or to consider more than one option or solution to a situation. So we can see how this is such an important skill for the home learning environment and for the child to stay on task throughout the day and to just follow along, especially when the schedule may change on a continual basis. So one of the important things about the home learning environment is to have a clear, clean space, right? where the child can go to every day to go to school, right? So that it's defined. It's a defined area for them to go and attend school in this space. And it isn't mixed up with any other spaces. Now, I know that I've spoken to a lot of you and basically your dining room table is your homeschooling space. And that is fine as long as the table is clear and they have a bin where all their things are and there's nothing else but the computer, the bin and their supplies. Right. So when you think of this space, think clear, simple, comfortable, natural lighting and maybe more than one seating option just in case you need to come alongside your child to help them with something. We've we've definitely been accustomed to being in school environments where the child has a a print-rich environment, which is bombarded with all this information, all these things. And really that goes against best practices and research that supports that a child should have a kind of clean, crisp environment so that all that's on their table is what they need to be focusing on and nothing else. So I want to just re-emphasize that because I think that a lot of our schools, when I go visit um, classrooms, I see that they're just full of stuff and it's just overstimulation and over information. And I think we're all suffering from that. So in our space at home, we do have an office and um, I was able to design this space a couple years back and it's really a long slab with two workstations in it. And I'll send you pictures um, later. The design isn't as important as I want you guys to see that 
there's nothing on it, but very minimal things. And maybe I'll do a little video of that so you guys can see what I'm talking about. But in my article on my website, you'd be able to see some pictures and examples of learning spaces and schedules, which is what we're going to talk about today. So your space should have um, natural lighting and just you want to sit down there. It's inviting. So you, you do want to make it inviting for your child. And maybe they can put um, a plant, something that makes them feel happy on it. Um, but definitely think empty space with minimal supplies and tools. The, sh the space should definitely have comfortable seating where the child's feet are grounded. And you can think of, there's definitely a lot of seating options now for kids that are fidgety and move in their seat. They're ha they have these ball seats where you can, they're, they're definitely great to encourage focus or a disc on the chair. There's multiple designs. Um, the one I'm most familiar with is the ball chair, which is being used in a lot of um, classrooms that are being redesigned to encourage learning and focus. So you can find those on my article. And so I definitely want to move now on to scheduling and how does a schedule as well as a defined learning space that's clear and simple encourage flexibility? Well, a schedule is like an alternative agenda. And typically kids and teens have their own agenda on how they want their day to look like. So I think it's important that you present the agenda and you present with together with them, you design an agenda of what is your school day going to look like. Even though the teachers are providing online schedules, you need to provide the schedule that that defines when does the school day start? How early do you start your school day? Way before the online schedule starts, you need to have breakfast, you need to get to your workspace, let's set it up, let's open your computer, let's log in. You want to do that with enough time, right? So you kind of want to be talking about this and you definitely want to have a visual of it. And I want to discuss this with you because parents really they really don't believe in schedules. They don't believe that a schedule will provide flexibility and will reduce distractibility and will reduce impulsivity, but it does. It does because it presents the child with another process. So let me give you why a few reasons why a schedule really gets you back on focus. Um, it requires prompting. To stay on focus requires prompting for some kids. They need to be redirected because they're distracted. So their schedule does that for them. It says, listen, this is where you should be at. Are you at that point, right? Um, it also provides boundaries and a structure and order for the day and for their surroundings. It provides breaks and so that they can move or like refocus, reshift, get a snack, right? It provides breaks for them to do their preferred to motivate them, right? And it provides a reminder of forgetfulness. This is where you're at if they're forgetting where they need to be at or where they need to be in the in the schedule in that day, right? Because they're not in school. School drives that schedule, right? It drives, oh, oh, the classroom, we're done with this subject, we're moving on to another classroom or we're moving on to a different center. That doesn't exist in the home learning environment, right? And to address the inflexibility, it gives them advance notice and a visual redirection of what's expected versus what they're thinking is expected. So how we do it at our home is each one of my kids has a space um, 
where they go to and all the materials that they need are in this space and they have a schedule for their day on what their day is going to look like, what their lunch is going to be. I homeschooled my daughter, Gabby, through high school and now she's in college. She's attending John Jay College in New York online because uh, they were not able to reopen. And my son attends Calvary and he's doing the hybrid model where he has some classes, some days online and then some days in school. Uh, They're doing it a little different than a lot of the other schools. So my son, actually, he has two spaces one he finds to be a lot brighter than the other. So we have two spaces set up for him and he has his minimal supplies on there that he needs for his classes. And both spaces have that, right? So I think it's so important that when school starts, they have a space to go to. Okay, school's about to start. My class is about to start. Um, The schedule is hardest for my daughter who's in college because she has the classes in different days. She has work. So um, she definitely needs even more so a space that she can go to. So because she's going to be so distracted because she's not in school all day. She just has a class on Monday, a class on Tuesday, a class on Wednesday. So the rest of the day doesn't involve school. So she needs to have a schedule that says, I have my class and then I have my working time or I have my homework time. So her schedule definitely has more variables to it, but she definitely needs one because her day is filled with many more interruptions. So she needs to get back on task. I hope this session was helpful to you and I will have on my site, socialmindcenter.com, we have a parent connection tab and in that parent connection tab, you will have all these articles that refer um, to the session today. Actually, we have one article in specific, I'm sorry, it's called Learning Spaces and Schedules in the different skill notebook. And it gives you visuals, examples of what I'm talking about. And it covers the content of my podcast today. I hope that this was helpful to you. This is the advice I'm giving all my parents. I normally give my parents the advice that I live out. Um, My children's learning spaces and schedules are going to be evolving this whole month. So I hope that you understand that it's going to evolve because everything's changing with COVID and back to school now. And I'm hearing from all of you that the schedules already changed for some of you with your schools and we're just one day into school. So definitely we're going to stay on the topic of cognitive flexibility flexibility because we're all going to need this flexibility with this ever-changing time. And the more flexible we are, the less stressed out we're going to be with all these changes that are being presented to us from the outside and we have no control over. But what we do have control is over our homes and how our days look. We can control that. So that's my encouragement to you. The school schedule is out of control, and maybe you can't control the changes, the the technology that you use, but you can't control your space, and you can control your schedule. And my next episode is going to be on curriculum, because um, so many of you have mentioned that um, the school is not providing you with content of what you're going to be covering this year, and that you wanted some content that you can go over 
during the day with your child to practice concepts they need to learn. So my next episode is going to be on curriculum and curriculum that you can have on your home and resources that can help you with that so that you, again, can control your space in a time where things are just constantly flexing and changing. Um, Again, I I thank you for you visiting the podcast and listening. Please visit our website, socialmindcenter.com, the parent connection. I will probably have this article up on the homepage so you can get this um, today after you listen. So thank you again. And I look forward to our next episode. Thank you for listening and please visit our site, socialmindcenter.com www.socialmindcenter.com. Thank you.